0: The Mobile DJ Business Podcast is brought to you by the Bubble Parties Business Program. Go to bubbleparties.com and download our free special report to learn how you, that's right, you, can make additional revenue doing kids' parties. We're also sponsored by Speed Quizzing Smartphone Trivia. If you do trivia or you're thinking about changing your format around or you're just looking to add something new to your services that you can do in bars and restaurants, check out Speed Quizzing Smartphone Trivia. Welcome to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast with Rob Peters. That's right, Rob Peters is back doing a podcast. But this time, it's about bringing in guests and sharing experiences and information to help you create a better DJ
1: business for you, your clients, and your community. Now, here's a guy who likes to wear his sunglasses at night, Rob Peters.
0: I am really thrilled to have this guest on today because you talk about real organic beginnings and how we first met. I am the biggest person to joke that I can be bought for a cup of coffee, and this guy actually took me up on it the first time we ever met. (laughs) We had a great conversation, and we've kept in touch ever since. Rob Ferre, welcome to the program. Hello, Rob Peters,
1: (laughs) fellow... Yes, fellow DJ, fellow. I mean, we 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 have so many similarities with our businesses, and uh, I I've always looked up to you. And yeah, exactly. The the thought was the first time I saw you was at Mobile Beat, I think it was maybe 2009, and I remember you were talking about kids events, and I'm like, okay, I got to see what this guy's all about. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of your presentation, you said, "Hey, uh, buy me a cup of coffee, and we'll and I'll and I'll let you pick my brain." And it was an amazing sit down. You're the first person I really sat down with at that conference and was able just to to glob onto and learn from. And and we've been friends ever since.
0: We've been able to keep in touch over the years. I've come to you to ask you for some advice on some things. You've bounced some things off of me. I think I'm actually in your speaking promo video, if I remember correctly.
1: Yes, you are. There's a part where you are like singing my praises, and I was like, okay, this is perfect. I'll well, keep
0: it in there. You know what? <laughs> We're going to talk all about that and a lot more. But you know what? I did some research. I did some digging on your bio, pulled some stuff up here. Yeah. It says in your bio you began as a stadium DJ over 50 yeah. years ago. Talk about how you got started in the business.
1: Yeah, it, it's weird because I don't really consider that my first DJ job, but if you do look back at it, I guess it was, you know. I I was in high school and my um my cousin worked in radio. And so she hooked me up with a couple of different jobs. Uh one I worked as a stadium DJ for the Salt Lake City uh Buzz they are now the B's. They are a AAA affiliate. At the time, they were AAA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. And uh, we, I would do the music as uh, people would come up to bat. And I'd play their walk-up music. And then I'd play seventh inning stretch songs. And I'd do sound effects if a baseball was hit out of the park. You know, things like that. And so that was a lot of fun. So that's where I kind of started as kind of doing DJ stuff. I also worked at a radio station doing promotions for a summer where I would drive the van, set up the equipment, and uh, stream the, the music and all that kind of stuff. And so that was my first kind of touch into broadcast and TV and radio. Uh, and I did TV in high school, and I, I always wanted to be some, do something in media. But I didn't really know it would take me to where I am today with DJing.
0: You know, it's funny, you brought up the Utah buzz and doing the stadium. And before we went on, we were talking about and comparing some notes. I actually did the same thing for an organization in my market called the Brockton Rocks, where we did the same thing on field. We were doing more on field promotions, but we actually oversaw all of the walk up music and all of the sound effects and trained all those people. So it's kind of funny how that all kind of, has some similarities there and that stuff yeah. that you know we're talking almost 10 years have gone by and we're still talking about how our careers are similar. I know you moved to Florida after you graduated college.
1: Yeah, so I graduated in college in 2003 from Southern Utah University. I had a broadcast communications degree. My hope was to go into TV or radio, mostly TV. I really wanted to do TV, but um, I got I got kind of dissolute. not I the fantasy of being on TV really was washed away when I had an opportunity to cover a murder while I was in, in college. And it just, I didn't like it. The sensationalism, like get the story no matter what. And I had to move on from that. And so I didn't find a job in TV or radio after I graduated. So I decided to pursue the Disney college internship, which wasn't all that it was crafted up to be because they had a professional internship for, for students that for their degrees. But when I got to Orlando, I did the college program, which meant I worked on the front lines of Disney. And so I got my first job working at the parking lot of MGM Studios. Yes, I had a college degree and I was working in the parking lot at MGM Studios. <laughs> but uh fate had it that I was able to re- meet my mentor at the time, uh Mr. Elliot Hansen. He was DJing and MCing the talent show for the college program and I performed in the talent show. He saw me first there. And then a couple of weeks later he was DJing the the college program wrap up. It was like a it was a like a final graduation event where he was DJing that and I showed up and I kept asking him questions and I was like, Hey do you have this song? Can you play this song? And I get out and I'd dance with people and I'd teach people line dances and all this stuff. And he's like, hey, you know, I've seen you a couple of times now. Have you ever thought about being a DJ? And so he took me under his wing and that's where I got started was working in theme parks. And so primarily we worked at Universal Studios, which was an awesome place to get started. And the company that he worked for was actually owned by Promo Only. The guys that started Promo Only owned this DJ business and they went on to create Promo Only, but they still had their business which was called electro magic and most of the stuff we did was at the theme parks. And so my first real DJ gig was working at men in black in the queue line while people waited to go into the ride. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Pretty neat stuff.
1: Yeah. And then uh, we would do other things. You know, we, we would DJ down at uh, and do an interactive dance party at downtown Disney uh, I also did stuff at SeaWorld. Then I also got a part time job, which turned into a full time job at the Nickelodeon Hotel. And so uh, there were days where I worked in all three different theme parks. You know, I would, I would do a morning shift at uh, the Nickelodeon Hotel. In the afternoon, I would go DJ at Universal Studios. And then at night, I would go and do the dance party at Downtown Disney. I also had a part-time job working at Disney at the Haunted Mansion and the Jungle Cruise. So I got a really good feel for family entertainment while living in Orlando, Florida. And I was there for about three years. And then I moved back to Salt Lake City in 2007 and I started my business.
0: You wear a bunch of different hats. I mean, there are people who know you who you're DJ Rob, the kids DJ. And then you have Life of the Party. What, uh, yeah. what kind of roles do you wear in your business?
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. I have actually three different websites, uh, so that, to separate the brands. And uh, the main business is Life of the Party, which is our, you know, our wedding and corporate events here in Utah and bar mitzvahs. And when I first started, it was just me, and then along the way, I started getting other DJs who wanted to work with me and be a part of my brand and so I was able to absorb them. I trained some DJs from the ground up and uh it really kind of grew organically. There's lots of things I would do differently along the way but uh, uh, I built my business over the last 12 years and I also tried to kind of distinguish myself as a as a different type of DJ. I I used to live in Orlando, Florida, and I'm very interactive, and I'll get out there with the audience and dance with them. And, and my kid's brand was DJ Rob, and so that's a website that I have, You know, DJ Rob Utah, where we do lots of elementary school events, assemblies, carnivals, and things like that. I'm slowly kind of moving away from that brand right now, so, I can focus more on the corporate end. Um, and then, you know, the third branding would be just Rob Foray, robforay.com, where I, I am a speaker, entertainer, game show host, and MC. And so the, that's kind of where the business is transitioning for me, where I want to do more corporate work, more game show stuff,
0: and more things there. It's definitely been interesting to watch you over 10 years to see that transitioning. You mentioned transitioning into a speaker, watching your Facebook feed. You've had some pretty interesting opportunities. Talk a little bit about some of these opportunities you were over in Europe. You've been around the country. Yeah. So
1: what happened to us is as I started getting into this DJ business, I started getting different opportunities. You know, the first type of speaking gigs I got were, Events that I got were through assemblies, doing youth events and assemblies. And then uh, I did more corporate events. I started MCing, uh, galas and conferences. And I stumbled upon what is called the National Speakers Association. I had a mutual friend who was in the local chapter here in Utah. And I said, what is this chapter? What is this that you're a part of? And I went to my first meeting and I knew right away I needed to be a part of it. So I joined right away. And uh, I've been a member since 2016 of the National Speakers Association. It's an amazing association of people. And I've been to their national conferences. I'll be going to their conference in a couple of weeks here. And uh, what I've found out is I've been able to expand my network, but also find different opportunities to perform and be on a stage in front of people. Um, First time I ever spoke at an actual conference was at the Las Vegas DJ show uh, hosted by the American Disc Jockey Association. And that was, I believe, in 2013, I believe. That was the first time I spoke and I spoke on kids' events. But I kind of got that bug back then, people coming up to me, oh yeah, you're good at this, you're a good speaker so I decided to kind of keep pursuing that, speaking at other industry conferences. And so I've spoken at lots of industry conferences, including Wedding MBA, Wedding Wire World, Mobile Beat, Arms DJs, Midwest DJs Live, all these amazing conferences that are industry specific. Through the Speakers Association, I've actually made some contacts, people have referred me in. Some of those gigs that I got, one was in Italy speaking at a luxury wedding conference called Planners Extraordinaire. And that was an amazing opportunity to go out to Lake Como, Italy and speak in front of about, it was a smaller symposium, around 200 people, but these are wedding planners and event planners from all over the world who are just amazing people. And I spoke at that conference in Italy last year. And then I also got to speak in Armenia. Uh, That one they found me through LinkedIn. They found my website and they, the, the subject was gamification. They said, do you want to have you come out to Armenia and speak here? And so I did that. I spoke at, it was an HR conference in Armenia. It was just crazy. And then uh, I got some spinoff work and I spoke at, I was master of ceremonies for the destination wedding planners conference in Dubai. And that was an awesome, that was spinoff from when I spoke in Italy. And so uh, I've spoken in these exotic locations, amazing people. And so I hope to keep carrying that on. Because uh, Once you start traveling and doing all these really cool events, it, it's hard to quit doing them. And so I'm excited to hopefully go and do more of these type of events.
0: It sounds like your passport is getting quite the workout these days.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> so I have to ask two quick questions. The first one, I saw you speak at Wedding MBA, and I want to say it was either two or three years ago. Do you mm-hmm. still have the Letterman sweater you wore on stage?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I, mean, I appreciate you were there for that. And so there, the whole point of that speech was it was, about, uh, it was about networking. And I used the theme or the backdrop of a high school. Mm -hmm. and the reason I use that sometimes when we go to networking events it feels like we're back in high school because there's cliques there's competition and there's people who are trying to gauge and be the most popular kid in the class and I use that as a backdrop and I wore my old uh, sweater that I that I wore when I was on the student council it was my student council sweater and it has this old school look to it and so I wore that in my presentation to kind of use that as a backdrop for networking and how we can better collaborate and uh, kind of push aside that high school mentality.
0: Obviously the national speakers associations helped you get some stage time, if you will, on the national stage in a bunch of different environments. Has it impacted your local business in Utah? Yeah. Yeah, of
1: course. Um, Right now I am the chapter president for local NSA chapter. I just took that over about a month ago. And so that is where I'm pursuing more events here in Utah. Uh, you you, you get a little bit more cache, you being able to network with some people who are doing it, uh, getting referrals, being able to s- start building your business and putting yourself out there that you're a speaker. And so that's one of my biggest focuses. Uh, the DJ business is really running itself. Uh, a lot of leads are coming in, but now I'm working starting all over again with the hustle of working on building my speaking career. And it feels just like it was 10 years ago when I was trying to become a, a a DJ, you know, trying to get in the certain venues, knocking on doors, meeting with planners, going to networking events. I'm starting all over again and it's quite humbling trying to figure that out along the way.
0: Well, the cool thing about it is you've got this very personable way about you that makes having a conversation with you just flow naturally. I have to say one of the most memorable moments that I have of you recently was this past year at mobile beat, Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. you got up during Mark Summers Q and a asked if you could shadow him when he comes to your market. Talk about that a little bit.
1: He really talked about the initiative to, to go out there and do things, you know, and, don't let it just come to you and and reach out. And I remember being inspired at that moment to like, he's now touring for Double Dare and he's going all around the country. And so I looked up the dates and uh, I was trying to see if he was coming to Utah. He was actually going to Orlando. And uh, Orlando is like my second home because I used to live there and I have friends there and I have places to stay when I go out there. And so I I asked him on the microphone, I said, hey, on this date, you're going to be in Orlando. Do you mind if I... Uh, shadow you for that event. And he said, no, no problem. Uh, we'll connect afterwards and get my number and my email. I was like, yes. Um, I didn't end up going to Orlando and I, I emailed him and because I found out that he was coming to Utah and it's like, okay, I'm going to save myself some airfare. When he comes out here, I'll just uh, shadow him that day and I'll host him and find any way to kind of connect with him. And I think that's the most important thing any person can do when they're looking for a mentor, they're looking for advice. There's a lot of people who are willing to give back. Not everybody. Not everybody is as gracious as you, Rob, but <laughs> people just need to reach out and, and uh, take that initiative and not necessarily, I want to pick your brain, but I want to ask you for some advice. I want to you know, take you to lunch. I, I admire what you've done and I, I want to learn from you. And another thing that I've done a lot of is uh, taken a lot of workshops. There's a lot of people in our DJ industry who who teach workshops, you know, for example, Mark Farrell, Bill Herman, Peter Mary, um, just to name a few. And a lot of them offer these amazing workshops. And why I take these workshops is so I can also have access to these people later on. I've taken their workshop and then a lot of them are open and willing to have conversations outside of the workshop and beyond the workshop. And that's one of the most valuable things I've done is created relationships with people in the industry and asked them for advice along the way.
0: If you brought up advice, so I'm going to kind of go into the the big question here. What's the best piece of advice business-wise you've ever received? And what's the best piece you've ever given? Figure out, the end in mind.
1: And this is something that Mike Walter talked about in a workshop that I took from him, which was called the PhDJ Workshop. And what do you want to be doing with your business? If you're just starting out, what is the end goal? Where do you want to be? What do you want to do with your business? Do you want it just to be you? Do you want to run a multi-op? Do you want to have different DJs working for you? What do you want to do with your business? And Mike Walter always talked about have the end in mind. Where are you going to be? And he's, he's the person I wish I would have met, you know, 12 years ago when I first started DJing just because of what he, how he built and created his business. And so my biggest piece of advice is if you want to start creating a multi-op, doing something bigger and better, find out somebody who else has done it. Find a mentor, um, either somebody in your market or somebody outside of your market. But we are in a different age, Rob, where there is so much out there. You know, we have podcasts, we have YouTube videos, we we have books. And I think it's so much easier nowadays to be able to start a DJ business, but you need to stand out and you can't just be another cookie cutter. You got to be able to go out there and, you know, hit the pavement running. And I think one of the biggest pieces of advice kind of in turn figure out what you want to do with your business. So have the end in mind and work on the end in mind.
0: What is something that we wouldn't know about you that is maybe something outside the industry, something you enjoy doing when you're not running life for the party or traveling around the world? I live here in Utah and there are so many
1: recreational activities that I can do here. I'm not a bi- super big outdoorsy person, but um, I think one of the most important things people can do is schedule time to to recreate uh and explore this earth and explore this world and one thing that i love to do is go snow skiing um recently i went snow skiing on the 4th of july it was one of the coolest experiences of my life yeah and it's rare that we still have snow here in in the top tippy tops of the mountain in july but this year we had a record snow year so the 4th of july was an option for one resort here in utah and i remember that morning waking up at 6.45 a.m. thinking if I don't do it now it will be years before this happens again because it happens every eight years or so where we get this record snowfall and fourth of July is an option to go skiing and I just knew I would regret it and so I am trying to you know I instill with everybody to to go out there and explore the world explore your where you are either it be go kayaking Fishing, boating, hiking—do something and just be out there with nature. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, another fun thing that I did was uh, a dear friend of mine in the industry, name name's Howard Walt, who you need to get on the podcast. He uh, he said, "Hey, if there's ever an event that makes sense for you to come out, for me to come out, let's you know, let's do an event together. Then let's go on a road trip. Uh, being able to collaborate with other DJs and see how they do it, I think." That's one of the most important things is if there's somebody that you really admire, fly out to where they are or, you know, collaborate with them. But Howard came out and we uh, did apartments for together. Then the next day we went to Arches National Park, uh, which is about a three hour drive from where we, for, from where I live, but it was a, an amazing experience. And it was just so fun to watch Howard and his amazement of what I have here in Utah. Utah is home to five national parks and, national monuments and we have such a great state and so i always encourage anybody if you're ever coming out to utah utah is a very underrated state and we have lots to do out here a to explore and lots to do but i think taking advantage of time with other dj friends and going on hikes you you don't really have to do it over dinner or lunch or whatever just even going on a hike and exploring the world i think that's one of the most important things that we could be doing with our time
0: and I think that's valuable advice, even if you're in the same market. I hope yeah. we can bring you back as we get some of these issues from some of the DJs in. If I find something that you might be able to speak to a little bit more, I'd love to have you back on again.
1: Yes, yes. Let's do another topic filled, you know, basically if, there, if there's a need for people, I think people listening to this podcast, you know, said Rob your questions and say, hey, I would love to hear something about this. I'd love to come back if it's a topic that we can both talk on and kind of gleam some advice.
0: Absolutely. Rob Frey, thanks so much for being on the show. And we will see you next time. Thank you.
1: You've been listening to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. Give us your ideas for future guests, questions, or topics. Or just stay informed about upcoming episodes on our Facebook page. Or visit www.mobiledjpodcast.biz.
0: The Mobile DJ Business Podcast is a production of Rob Peters Entertainment, all rights reserved.